Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sleepers Podcast, Tuesday, July 25th. We're a little late getting this episode out today, Cart. Uh, we're going to try to fly through this just for editing purposes. The reason this is happening, we pre-recorded tomorrow's episode. That's how good we are right now. We're in a rhythm. We brought on a guest as well. We've seen a lot of people asking to bring on guests. David Klein from Spartan Hoops uh, is coming on the show tomorrow. That will run tomorrow. Today, normal Sleepers podcast episode, but we are on now our second hour of recording, really going into our third hour of recording. So sorry if this is a quicker episode, but uh, we're just trying to get the content in your hands, folks. Card, how are you today? First of all, I've talked to you for two hours, like I said, but uh, you feel like you are kind of just turning into the third quarter. Like, I feel like you're hitting your stride. Now you're on your A game. Oh, yeah, I'm good to go. I, you know, once I get going, I shake off the jitters. I'm not a real good pregame player. I don't necessarily do the stretches that need to be done. Don't do myself as far as activation and preparation to prepare for what I'm about to do. But I'm good to go right now. I'm feeling good. We're in a good rhythm, too. I just want that to be known. The rhythm is rhythming, and that's a scary sight. You don't want to see the rhythm rhythm from the sleepers. Let's go right into comments from yesterday's episode. 16 of them today. Keep them coming, folks. Appreciate all the views, the likes, the comments. Everything helps. Uh, first, from C. Schmeid 2079, the sports rant from Greg was absolutely magnificent. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that. Grant Total 8961 says, hope you guys can bring on more guests, especially current players. Let us know. Type comments of specific names you'd like us to bring on. We can try and get them. We have really moved away from that in the last calendar year, although we are bringing DK on the episode tomorrow. But uh, we've kind of just, as we pivoted more toward YouTube, we've done less of the interview-style show that we used to do a lot of. We still, I think, could do more of that. So if you have specific names, let us know. We can certainly try to make it happen. Ulamog says, if Carter's cabin is in Hocking Hills, where would Greg's be? Or is Carter just in a whole other tax bracket? Are you in? Are you in? I'm not in a whole other tax bracket. Just let that be known. I don't know. You might be. I don't know. We we might need to compare notes next time. I'm not a cabin guy, though. That's my answer, Ulamog. I wouldn't have a cabin anywhere. If I did, it would be in up north, northern Michigan, like Boyne, Traverse City area. I hate the outdoors, though. I'm an indoor person. You're 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 and when and when you go up north, you're you're Airbnb gang. You're not like cabin in the woods gang. Yeah, I I think camping is not fun. Camping is, camping is extremely overrated that's why i do the getaway house so i like camping vibes but also i can go inside to ac and a bed and not a tent and you know not an outhouse or the bathroom a shower I, you know yeah i still need people to explain the benefits of uh outdoor life to me like i i want internet and air conditioning and sports on tv that doesn't happen in the outdoors world but uh, hey, for to each their own. Steve Frisbee said, uh, impeccably delivered. I believe he's talking about my rant. He said, I need the greats to be great. All those examples also liked Carter's pinch of parody. Nice episode. Good vibe. Thank you, Steve Frisbee. I agree. Pinch of parody was a very nice line by Cartino. Uh, user with a bunch of numbers says, love to hear a Morez comparison from y'all. All I hear is Montrez Harrell, but all I see is Robert Williams. Cart, what's your comp for Morez? Mm, I didn't think that. 
Robert Williams was. So I don't think he has the height and the length that Robert Williams has. If I'm correct, I think Robert Williams is pushing like seven feet, but Morez is more like six nine. I do like the Montrez uh, comparison. I think that he could be like that five. I think he has the length to do it. And he has the power and the body and the size to do that. I really like that player and that and we're, I'm talking like Montrez at Louisville, by the way. I know he did some things in the NBA, had that stretch where he was like really a sought out player, but Montrez was very special on that Louisville team. So I do like that comparison. I'll come better prepared next time, though, for our next episode with like an actual comparison that I pick. But I do like that Montrez comparison. I don't hate Montrez mostly because Morez sounds like Montrez. Like you could just pull the NT <laughs> off. What about uh, is Kenneth Fareed crazy? Like oh, just sort like of that. super like productive, that. tenacious, but smaller, big. That's sort I of like what that. I said. There we go. Wade Williams, two, five, six, one says as an Illinois fan, any ounce of consistency would be awesome. If Jax just say stays four years and is a serviceable backup big by year three, I'll take it. I think you should take that. And I think you can get that from Jason Jackson. Also ultra underscore Rudy. The boxer says, if you can bet on it, then the fix is in. I don't know if I buy that. Do you think sports are fixed? No, uh, not necessarily. Not within sports of anything. I got my eye on shams. That little fan, that dude's bending over for FanDuel trying to mess us up with his draft odds. But besides that, I don't think the fix is in. Yeah, in, insiders might fix it. Also, just for the record, uh, until we get an actual betting pons- partnership, sponsorship, one of those, uh, we're very open to helping fix things. <laughs> just want to make that known. Like Somebody let us know if something can be fixed, if we can help it. Uh, like the, the guy from Holes, I forget what his name was, the character. I can fix that. I can fix that. I don't care what it is. I can fix that. Noah Minker T eight six six says Carter. Have you seen any Camden Hyde highlights yet? Might be Heidi. Also, I feel like people have tried to tell us you pronounce it differently than we say. Purdue is playing without Edie on their overseas trip. How do you think they will they will play? I I don't think that it should matter, but I can't wait to see the overreactions to like what this team looks like without Edie. It's going to be special, whether one way or the other. I love that they're playing without Edie on the overseas trip, for the record. Uh, I want to see what these guys can do. I think Smith and Lawyer can look like totally different beasts and hopefully earn a little more respect from people at the national level when they see what they can do without Zach Edie. But and, um, and no, I didn't look up Camden Hyde highlights because people look at my laptop and my computer, and sometimes I watch highlights on my work computer, and I feel like I get flagged if I type in Camden Hyde highlights. Like That'd be something that'd be like, okay, why is he just looking up Camden Hyde highlights at noon on a Tuesday? We might need to flag this. I have looked up Camden Hyde highlights for the record and uh, just pure honesty. I don't see it the way Purdue fans do. I feel like he just screams traditional glue guy, bench guy, and there's a lot of hype going his way that uh, I don't know that I would say is deserved right now, but we'll see. He could surprise the season. Coy says, Greg, in your 10 nice things about Illinois, you said you like Damask more than you originally wanted to. Could you elaborate on what you have seen that you like and maybe what could be expected from him? And then he said 10 points, five rebounds, two assists. And then he also said, watch The Illusionist, also released in 2006 about a magician. Okay, thank you for the movie notes for the record, Coy. Uh, m- mostly with Damask, like I, I haven't seen tape or anything that changes my mind from the original tape I saw. Mostly, I just think I'm being overly harsh on a guy who was extremely productive at the smaller level. And I think I underrated that. I also think there's a difference in my head between like the up transfers that I penalize who are productive at the smaller level that are like primary scorers, because there's an adjustment going from best player on a team 
at a point guard position into doing that in the Big Ten that I don't think Damask will feel. Like, he's going to play off of Terrence Shannon. He can be a really good role player and still be productive in the sense uh, where he uses his skill set without having to be the go-to guy. So, yeah, I think, like, 10 points should be the barometer for him. If he scores 10 points next year, five rebounds, I think that would be a very good season. Um, I wouldn't take much over than that, but that's still much better than I gave him credit for over the course of this offseason. M. Ashenfelter says, thanks for the daily content. You're welcome. As an MSU alum, I stumbled on your channel while looking at Stephen Izzo and Cohen Card dunk highlight reels. What was that first one? <laughs> Stephen Izzo and Cohen Carr dunk highlight reels. Carr, would you like to address that from uh, an alum of Michigan State? Uh, call 1-800-GET-HELP. <laughs> the second half of that is great, but yeah. uh, I'm, I'm very concerned about the first half of that. He says, segment idea, rank your favorite MSU and Michigan player nicknames. Um, Flory Badunga as Badunga Dunk has potential. Of course it does. Idong Ebok as I dunk, I block. Uh, Mo Ager bombs came to mind. Magic Johnson is removed from consideration since he's the GOAT. Uh, fun segment idea. I think we need to put a little more thought into that. Do you have any immediate player nicknames to come to mind? I mean, cheat code, but like I consider cash to be a nickname. Like cash is the cash. I take I take cash as a nickname. I think that's great. I was trying to make cash wins be like it needed to be the full nickname. Like I feel like we were ignoring that Winston is also a very fun nicknameable last name. But yeah, um, yeah, that, that Joey Jamal too. Like that's just ours. I'm always Joe, Joe, Joseph Jamal. Joseph Jamal. Sorry. And does Cormac count as a nickname? <laughs> Ooh. That's his actual name. Uh, thanks for the comment. Sorry, the answer wasn't better. We'll think more on that. Neil Stuckey says, I agree with your guys' take on Jacks. Just my takeaway from what I've seen is better shooting, less athletic Hawkins. I think Illinois needs to stretch big to pair with Imani Hansberry and Mraz Johnson in the coming years. Doesn't need the ball in his hands to be effective. Uh, yeah, overall, I agree. I'm glad you agree as well, Neil. He says, side question, does Mraz do enough to become a five-star recruit? Wouldn't shock me, but I, I kind of like where he's at. I feel like he's underrated where he's at, and that's not a bad thing. I think you want him to stay where he's at too in yeah. today's day of age of college basketball or college basketball recruiting too. I think you want to keep him there. I agree with that. Wyatt Robinson 7620 says Greg said his favorite college team to watch was the 05 Illini. The best Illini team was the 89 team. A couple of good potential guest options. Our fellow podcasters uh, to debate would be flying Illini teammates, Marcus Liberty or Bardo. Yeah, I I would love to get Bardo on. For sure. Um, he's definitely made strides on the media side of things with his work at Big Ten Network. Um, uh, I've seen tape of the 89 team because Michigan was also very good that year, but uh, I'm still taking 05. I'm sorry. D Brown, like the cornrows, the headband, everything was so nice with that squad. And Darren Williams, like superstar, and he was like my third favorite player in that backcourt. It's crazy when you think about it. Also, Cart kind of looks like Darren Williams, just for the record. Google it. I'm proud. Tony J 35 says, keeping with the Christopher Nolan theme, better bad guy, Joker or Bane. Please tell me everyone caught the Drake combination line. That was funny for sure. Thank you, Tony J. The better bad guy for sure is the Joker. Uh, partially Heath Ledger's performance, but also like Bane in general. It like you just can't hear him at all. Lame villain to me. Car, any thoughts there? Yeah, Joker is definitely you definitely chose the one that's more insane. Bane just has unreal lifting habits. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think there's much there, but fair question. R. Johnson says, Greg, you went to Michigan State. How'd the Michigan fandom come to be? Were you a fan as a kid or was it an after-college thing? 
Do you still support Michigan State? Car, you want to take this one for me? We've I'm, got I'm not rolling my eyes at this question. I'm rolling my eyes at the fact that like this, we get this comment like one every four videos. He's a mutant. The things that need to be explained, we need to like make a video on on sleepers and like pin it and just be like, please refer to pin tweet, and it's just you explaining what you are. Yeah, I, I still root for Michigan State football when they play Michigan head to head. I am rooting for Michigan State. Uh, I don't like Jim Harbaugh. That's the largest reason of that. Um, I am a Michigan basketball fan. I fell in love with John Beeline and haven't been able to shake it. I'm not the biggest fan of Tom Izzo. I respect everything about him. Just have a hard time rooting for him and his teams. I like when Michigan State basketball is good. I will say, like, I if they're playing a random team, like, I'm not actively rooting against Michigan State, and I like watching all of their games, but... Uh, yeah, when they play Michigan, I hope Michigan buries them. Sorry, I know that's bad. It makes me the worst Michigan State alum of all time. Chase T65012 says, Terrace Reed Fan Club supports sleepers. Thank you, Terrace Reed Fan Club. That boy from Illinois says, individual sports like golf and tennis are cooked when there's no generational talent playing. Golf hasn't been the same since Tiger was caught cheating on his wife. College sports are cooked when you have a 25-year-old quarterback leading their team to a natty and COVID players are still a thing. Pro team sports are cooked when the most dominant player in the sport isn't marketable like Jokic. If Wemby was a bust in the NBA, it could be cooked for a while. Pretty well thought out comment. I mean, he spit. spit. (laughs) Yeah, we got to get rid of 25 year olds in college sports in general. That's a must. Uh, I don't think Jokic not being marketable is a problem of it, though. Like Jokic to me did his job. He's the only great that did his job this year. The problem is the more marketable superstars like Jason Tatum and Giannis, who did not do their jobs. That was who that rant was directed toward. We we should have seen Jokic feeding Giannis. Like it should have been Jokic exactly. Giannis. Like Jokic did what he had to do. Giannis didn't hold up his end of the deal. Yeah, and I not... was making and I was on Twitter making jokes about going to Saudi teams. Like what? Yeah, I also I I think people misinterpreted. Like I'm not coming after the underdogs here. Like I, credit to all those teams I listed that I'm mad about yet. Like credit to the Miami heat for playing well credit to TCU football for playing well credit to Florida Atlantic and San Diego state for playing well. My problem again to the, uh, the Brian Harmon thing was those teams are supposed to play well just to come close to beating the better teams. Like the better teams are laying giant eggs and I'm mad about it. Ulamog says, if you guys are still recording, would appreciate a segment on Bronny having a heart attack. Uh, we did speak to that on the uh, one big thing for tomorrow's episode that will run after the DK show. Uh, we just recorded that. Didn't want to do a full segment on it. Felt a little um, just inappropriate to kind of use that for clicks in my opinion, but we're very sad about it. Our thoughts are with Bronny. Obviously it's a tragic situation, but uh, it does sound like he's in stable condition. Hopefully he can make a full recovery, which is great. That was all of the comments for today. Appreciate everybody. As always, keep them coming. We want an active comment section. It's the number one thing that helps you support the sleepers podcast. Moving on car. Our first topic of the day. Would you take the money? It's a fun topic. Uh, you, you already said yes. I don't even have to tee it up more than that. You're just taking the money. No, I'm taking I'm taking the money because one of my most, you know, annoying things or sayings that comes about is like money can't buy happiness. That's not true. I can think of so many things I could buy that would make me happy and the less stress I would have if I had more money. So, yeah, if I can create generational wealth, not only for myself, but my future kids and my kids, kids, I'm I'm going to do that. Like I'm gonna take the money. So it, so this it, is it, it, th- this is coming off the heels of the Saudis trying to get 
Killian Mbappe. And they offered Killian basically more money than like every NFL superstar combined that you can think of. Um, it, yeah, the staggering number, clearly. He appears to not be taking the money, but it, it is a fair question. Like, this is basically the live thing all over again. Is this going to infiltrate other sports? Are the Saudis going to come off, come after NBA players, football players? Like, what is next? Uh, you're saying unequivocally you are a supporter of team take the money in all spots. Like if you get offered a paycheck like that, no matter what it is, no matter who you are, you should take it. That's your stance. Yeah. LeBron James gets this offer. He should take it. Yeah. 2011 LeBron James, Miami heat LeBron James, who still needs NBA rings. He should take it. You can make $24,000 an hour playing for the league. That's what, Greg, I, that's not a that's not a that's not a misquote. Twenty four thousand dollars an hour. Is there a bar to money though? Like once, like if you're LeBron James and you already have hundreds well, of millions. Okay, of okay. Men. I will say this. I will say this. It's different for the. It's different for I guess LeBron 2011 or LeBron in the stage he's at now. Me personally, take it differently. I'm taking it. What's the lowest number that you would take? to leave your entire life for the Saudis? The lowest number? Yeah. Like if, if it's $24,000 an hour is what Killian was offered, what would you need to be offered to pack it up, leave your job, leave Sleepers Media, leave everything about Carter Elliott's life except for you can bring your wife with you, you can bring your dog with you. What would you need per hour to pack it up and take a new life for the Saudis? You're gonna, you're gonna hate this, but if I had a 10k check forwarded to me right now, just straight up, I'm probably making that move. Just 10k one time, not even an hour, <laughs> no salary. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Carter Elliott is wired differently, I guess. Saudi's For the record, great, so Saudi's got great Wi-Fi. For the record, I am team take the money as well. Uh, unless you're already like in goat territory, like if you're Lionel Messi or. If you are one of these other guys um, at the top of their sport and you have legacy points on the line, then I would consider not doing it. But uh, never going to hate on somebody for taking the money. You should always support taking the money. I do think Messi coming to the MLS is a horrible decision, though, along the lines of take the money. Like people are really loving that free kick he buried. I'm not loving that free kick. You're not buried. loving that free kick. I'm so like, there, people are trying to make that out like, oh, this is one of the greatest moments in American soccer history. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, I if, mean, it, 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 bro, it is. American soccer stinks. Right, but if, stinks. if it is, that that is horrible. One, yeah, and it's two, MLS stinks. It, right, like the the concept of a guy who could could potentially be considered the greatest to ever do it playing in the MLS is horrifying to me. Like, if LeBron James just went to China. And hit a game winner in his first game in China. Are we acting like that's impressive? No, not at all. That's essentially what this is to me, though. Like, oh, Messi buried a free kick, cool, in the eighth best league in the world. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, well, what just, a moment for the culture. Like, I mean, it's just it's like I said, it's amazing that MLS is able to even have the ability to let Messi grace the league. That's what it is. Well, um, I don't know. I guess the the party at Publix that night probably went crazy. Shot to Lionel Messi. Shot to the Kardashians. And hey, uh, Publix slaps. By the way, a Publix sub. Right. It's all right. It's all right. What? 
It, I said it's all right. It's not bad. It's all right. That's crazy. Can we move on to the Maui Invitational field? Did you see how good this field is? Yes, I love it. And it, it's needed, too, after the last couple of years. I think it's been lacking as far as, like, matchups. Card, I think this is the strongest tournament in college basketball history. Strongest? Okay, so what other tournaments are you putting it up against? Any preseason tournament you can think of. Okay, so, like, easily clears the Champions Classic? Yeah. I mean, the Champions Classic, we've had some great games, great moments. Um, one, there's a little extra like mystique, obviously to an actual tournament and specifically to, to Maui in general than just Mm -hmm. like a one game. Also, uh, I want to go to Maui. You and I need to manifest a way to Maui at some point here. Um, now these matchups are crazy to me. Like in the first round of this tournament, we get Marquette against UCLA and we get Purdue against Gonzaga in the first round of this tournament. I'm shocked. Like Tennessee's playing Syracuse. I don't get why they didn't chunk up. Like Tennessee should be against Gonzaga. Syracuse should be against Purdue. Um, but you were still gonna get left with some crazy matchup here because five of these teams are elite. Yeah, you know, you know how like you get towards that last day of Maui and like that last consolation game that every team gets like guaranteed a certain amount of games and it's just at like garbage. Yeah. Like that, that game's gonna be good. Those are gonna be some good teams in that game, I think. So I'm I'm very very excited to watch it. Great matchups. I'm trying to think of another tournament. I don't know. I'm not too well versed on actual like names of tournaments. Like I know you got like you got like feast week tournaments and things like that, but I can't pinpoint one that I think has this much kind of power. And also like just Maui in general is just a great tournament. Like that week where you get to watch Maui and the games are on late at night, and it's actual tournament style too as well adds to it so it's it's gonna be fun when i die i would like my ashes sprinkled underneath the wood floor at the lahaina civic center i just want that's the last place i would bury your ashes (laughs) i might need a full list of where you would bury my ashes at some point uh but who do you think wins this tournament just quickly like kansas got the break kansas gets to play chaminade first round that's a pretty massive break uh purdue to me has an argument for best team here, but they have to go through Gonzaga, then Tennessee or Syracuse just to get to the championship game of Kansas Marquette or UCLA. Um, who do you think wins? Like the call your shot right now. If you had to pick given what the bracket is, who wins this tournament? Kansas. Cause of the schedule break or because you think they're the best team or what? A uh, little bit of both, a little bit of both, but I think it early season feel themselves, Kansas staple it, Hunter Dickinson, lifting a Maui trophy or something like that. He's really going to love that. Okay. I'll call my shot. I think Marquette gets Kansas in the second round. I'm buying Marquette early season. They bring everybody back and everybody's just sour on them because of Shaka's NCAA tournament path, uh, which is fair. They'll bring, they don't bring everybody. They're not, they don't have Omax. Everybody but Omax. I mean, the, the other four starters are all back and very good. And the whole bench is back. Omax is the only, literally the only dude on the roster left. Um, I like Marquette. I think they're good. I think they make the final, if not win this tournament. I'll take as my winner pick, though, whoever wins Purdue-Gonzaga. Is the winner. That's and cheating. I, you got to pick one. Okay, I think it's Purdue. But I, I think if Gonzaga, whoever wins that game, I think wins, because I think they have no problem with Tennessee or Syracuse okay. next year. And that's uh, an easier path even than Kansas having to go through Marquette. 
So I would love uh, just random like Marcus Adams has like a breakout game and beats Kansas storyline. That'd be kind of funny. That would be hilarious. Zach Eady, Hunter Dickinson would be really fun in the final. There's a lot of Hunter Dickinson matchups this year that I have my eyes on. Um, In fact, that's a really good segue to one of them, Cart. Hey, it's Greg here, interrupting whatever nonsense Cart and I are talking about to ask you if you knew that we do this five days a week now, Monday through Friday, you can find the full video episodes of every episode of the Sleepers Podcast on our YouTube channel. You can also listen to them wherever podcasts can be listened to. Please like and subscribe, though, because we're kind of trying to make this a more real thing, and we don't really make any money off of this right now, which uh, is not ideal. So, yeah, thanks for watching. Hope you enjoy this, and let's get you back to the show. It's not happening next year, but it's happening in two years. Kansas and North Carolina have announced that they are playing a series against each other. And not only is this like, a, oh, we're going to be on the schedules against each other. They're playing each other in their gyms. That doesn't happen much. Blue blood programs are notoriously hesitant to schedule that way, where they have to go to a true road game. Look no further than John Calipari refusing to play Gonzaga at the kennel. Look no further than Duke rarely ever scheduling a true road game. Well, Kansas and North Carolina have established the Roy Williams Bowl where they will play a home-and-home starting in the 2025 season uh, and then continuing after that. Cart, um, Hunter Dickinson's going to play Armando Baycott as super seniors. That's my takeaway here. This is two years away, but that's going to happen. That'll be that'll be absolutely hilarious. I do love that they are playing. You you pointed out that they are actually going to their respected gyms. Like Allen Fieldhouse is going to be absolutely insane. The Dean Dome will be insane. I'm going to throw my shot out here in a hot take. In that game, I don't think Bill Self or Hubert Davis will be coaching those teams. Whoa. Okay. For whatever reasons. Well, let's can I get an answer on the reasons? Bill Self, I would assume, is retirement in some form, whether it's medically forced or whether he just says he's done. Is that fair? Yes, retirement. And uh, I also would lean towards it being retirement, like going out on top. Oh, wow. So you're now predicting a Hunter Dickinson national championship followed by a retirement from Bill Self. I see a world. That's gross. Okay. And then Hubert, Hubert Davis, I assume you're projecting gets fired. Yes. So they missed the tournament this year? I don't think he has. I don't think they have to miss a tournament for him to get fired. Oh, that's crazy. They're not firing him if he makes a tournament. If he's in the play in. So, like, what's the scenario? They're in the play in and they lose? Yeah. That could happen. Is in the play in in the tournament? I don't know. I For some reason, ever since we had that episode where you were like, okay, like now they're just going all in on superstars. You were all in on North Carolina, you and Riley, and like they're off season. For some reason, every since then, it's just been festering inside me that I can't get down with that. Like, RJ and Armando were part of the reason they stunk last year. That's a thing. Not a large reason, though. But they were a part. They were a part of it. Not a large reason, though. They were a part of it. And Armando is <laughs> shitting on freshmen that are trying to come in, saying they're ducking smoke and forcing them to leave. Like, I don't know. Like, it is- Remember how when we started Sleepers, though, four or five years ago, we had a third co-host? Yes. Remember how he just didn't really do anything and didn't show up to recordings much and just didn't really add too much to the table. I, I probably had a I probably had a play in that. Like you, I I remember this distinctly. Our first episode with him, 
I go like, hey, I can't wait to meet you in person. And he goes, I've met you at least four or five times. And I was like, ah. I'm just saying, I don't think like the blame goes on you or I that we didn't work as a a, a trio. I almost used a different word than trio and I stopped myself. Credit to me for that. Uh, you're yes. welcome. But like Sleeper started to get a little traction once we just honed in on the two stars. That's what North Carolina is going to do next year. Don't blame RJ Davis for his backcourt mate card. Come on. That's rude. It's arguably racist. Is it? Yeah. I don't know how, but I'm going <laughs> to figure it out and get back to you. Okay. Uh, well, credit to Kansas and North Carolina for not ducking each other. Shout out to y'all. Is this the Roy Williams? Like, does the winner get to claim Roy Williams? Uh, no, Roy Williams is a UNC coach. Kind of Kansas he. No, stop it. When have you ever said, when have you ever thought to yourself, like, Roy Williams, Kansas? Saw him on the streets in, uh, in New Orleans and said, oh, that's former Kansas, former North Carolina coach Roy Williams. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you didn't say that. I was right next to you. Well, we were on our way to get seltzers. I was a little distracted at the time. Let's end the episode with one big thing uh, presented by Bigby. Bigby, when you're running late on time and you need to record a shorter episode than normal, Bigby will make sure you have a productive, entertaining podcast. Cart, uh, would you like me to go first? You seem pretty distraught that you're always intended to go first for one big thing. I can go first if you'd like. I I would like that, actually, yeah. Okay, sure. I'll go first today. Uh, So we have a group chat. With a lot of college basketball people, I won't name any names to protect their privacy here, but there's probably 18 to 20 people in this group chat. There's a couple quote unquote OGs from the college basketball media world. And then there's a couple or a lot of quote unquote rising talent, uh, quote unquote younger folks. We are even, I would say, over the 50% threshold of age in this group chat. We are two of the older people in this chat. Nothing wrong with that. Car, we found out last night while you were in the middle of a men's league game where you told me you were giving the opponent absolute hell. I'd like more on that momentarily, by the way. We find out that roughly 50% of this group chat we are in has never been drunk and also considers that a point of pride. I'm going to take a deep breath here. Let me begin by saying there's nothing wrong with that. Of course, to each their own. I respect it. If you're not a drinker, I respect that. Uh, I have found myself, since I'm a new father, I have not had the urge to drink nearly as much as I did previously. I certainly don't crave like, oh, I want to go get blackout drunk. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with the other side. Here's where my problem is, though, Cart. That group chat, most of the people in it clearly took it as like a big point of pride to say out loud, I've never been drunk. That's crazy to me. There is no use in using a point of pride saying I have not done something that doesn't apply to just drinking. I will just share some facts here. I do not enjoy smoking. I have smoked only a few times in my life. There was a long time where I had never smoked and I was around people that smoked a lot. I would never, ever use it as a point of pride to be like, I've never smoked. Like, that's just I like it's not for me. That's fine. It's crazy to like, not saying you're looking down on it, but it's crazy to be like proud of the concept of I've never tried something unless what you've never tried is like a crime. Then you can be proud that you haven't done it. And even so, like depending on the crime. Right, exactly. So that's my stance. Like no shots fired. I love everybody in that group chat genuinely. 
But I was a little shocked. I was a little shocked to find out like, damn, there, I think there's people who respect me less because they know I enjoy a good vodka lemonade a couple times a week. Like, that's sad to me. Yeah, it hurts me, especially because like some of my fondest memories have been over a nice cocktail with the boys or a nice cocktail with the wife. Like that's, you know, a nice cold beverage. It, I think it helps. But like you said, teach his own. Uh, <laughs> I made like a funny joke. I was like, uh, because someone got like, you know, it, I don't know. I, you know, honestly, I don't even want to get into it, but is what it is. Uh, before I get into my one big thing, I do want to comment on my men's league game. I think that I need to realize more so that I'm a tough body and person to handle down low to the normal person. Like I'm, a, I'm, I, you know, I got weight, I got nimbleness, I got heart. I got shit talk in my head. Like I, I got something to me. And when I want to, I can physically dominate a game down low in a men's league game. I need to realize that. Damn Sometimes scary. it's hard for me. What have I always told you? You're one of one. I've, I've looked you dead in the eyes probably hundreds of times at this point in the last three years. You're a problem. You're a problem on the basketball court. You're a problem behind a microphone. There is no other you. I've, I've said there's hundreds of other me's. There is no other you. Okay. I'm glad to see you a little confident. What was the stat line? Uh, I think I had like probably 16 to 18 points, probably 15 to 16 boards, probably seven assists. Like I was all over the place. And uh, a win, I believe, a playoff win. And, and an upset win over a highest seeded team in the playoffs. Mr. March, Mr. July. Cartino, don't let him get hot. DTC coming at it again. My my one big thing for today, and this is uh, aimed at the community of husbands out there. Okay, I'm gonna get some husbandly advice for my one big thing. Um, My one big thing would be if you and your partner, whatever wife, husband, whatever you know, it is your partner are in a serious relationship and you love each other, you need to share a calendar. Sharing a calendar is a game changer. Putting everything in the calendar, no matter what it be, and it has to be a shared calendar, so I'm able to see events that my wife might have coming up, things I might have coming up, things that we might have for our dog coming up. Having a shared calendar helps immensely. If you don't have one, do it immediately and let me know how it goes. I promise you, things will change for the positive. Not saying it's a bad thing if you don't, but it can be better if you have a shared calendar. That's my one big thing for today. You color coat based on wife, husband, dog? Yes. What color are you? Uh, Let's see here. Wife is purple, dog is yellow, and I am blue. Respect. I like that. I think that's a great tip. I've tried to be a shared calendar guy multiple times. The problem is I am very bad about actually posting my things. To well, the well, you guys are pretty good at, you know, just to give a little insight, insight on your life. You guys got that calendar on your fridge that you guys write on. Like that's, that's we do have calendar. a physical calendar. We do have physical yeah. calendar. We also have like a digital shared calendar though, that I, I don't hold up my end of the bargain on because I, I make notepad lists of things I need to do. And then I just rarely put it in the calendar. I got to be better about that. We all can be better. 1% better every day. We all have our weaknesses. All right. Uh, Thank you for the comments, everybody. Thanks for watching and the support uh, for DTC. 
My name is G. And uh, enjoy our episode tomorrow with David Klein from SpartanHoops.com, who we talked about like two hours worth of Big Ten basketball stuff. We'll try to clip a lot of it, but it was a really good in-depth discussion on the top half of the conference for next season. Uh, enjoy the next couple of days. We'll be back on Thursday with a new episode of the Sleepers Podcast. Goodbye. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.